Welcome to the Private School Marketing Minute podcast, the weekly podcast teaching you how to get more students and keep more students enrolled in 10 minutes or less. Let's get started. Well, hello. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Nick and I am your host of this podcast and of this episode. Thank you for joining me today. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Today's March 5th and we're in Puerto Rico celebrating my wife's birthday, kind of, sort of. It was on the 3rd. Uh, She's got family here in Puerto Rico and it's our first trip with our eight-month-old son. So we are enjoying our time here. Uh, hanging out with her side of the family. They uh, were able to come down to Florida where we live a few months back, but this is our first time here. So showing them the roots. um, It's always a great time when we're here. And of course, a great time with family. So uh, today I want to talk to you about school magazines, school publications. Now, I must admit that as a practicing digital marketer, I have an affinity for print media. Yes, I'm a sucker for books. I read the marketing junk mail that gets delivered to my house like a weirdo, and I love a good magazine, especially like the layout of magazines, that editorial look. It's so, so, such a distinct look, uh, and I dig it. That's probably why I love to see schools publishing their own versions of print media in the form of magazines and articles and chronicles and newsletters. A couple of months ago, Inspired School Marketers posted the results of their annual Brilliance Awards. You've probably seen them. And I checked them out. I was particularly struck by the magazine category. Now, in my opinion, school publications are a massively untapped resource for student retention and for increasing enrollment. So I love it when schools are committed to using publications as a marketing tool. And I love that Inspired School Marketers included or includes that as a category. Uh, Because it is a commitment to do, especially if you want to have a meaningful impact, it has a lot of weight. And that's one of the reasons why I love publication so much. Let's be honest, how many times have you committed to posting a blog regularly or even posting on social media regularly just to fall short of reaching that goal. Now imagine committing to a magazine for a reasonable amount of time. It's arguably the most resource-heavy piece of content to produce. So I always applaud the schools who see the value, especially in the early months of the publication, to actually see it through and to continue it. Publications are a long-term play. There's no doubt about it. Now, thankfully, I was able to piggyback off of the work that Inspired did in congregating the best of the best school publications, which definitely cut my research time down a ton for this episode. So thank you uh, for that. I've included the links to a few of my favorites in the show notes below, as well as a link to the Brilliance Awards. So you can check those out for yourself if you haven't seen them yet. Now, because publications are such a commitment... I wanted to give you an angle that I don't think enough schools take advantage of. Uh, I know there are a ton of school marketers out there who want to go this route of producing a publication, but it just doesn't seem feasible or even something that they want to bring up to the leadership team. Now, if that is the case, 
then I'd like you to consider this angle. Any content that you produce or put out on a regular basis can be monetized. Now that monetization can be in the form of advertising, like we're all familiar with these days, but you can also sell sponsorships. Sponsorships would be similar to how companies have their names on sports stadiums for any given amount of time. Your school magazine could be presented by X company, but why would you want to do this and why would a company want to sponsor a piece of content in the first place? Let's talk about it. You would want to monetize your content as a way to drive revenue and at least cover the cost that it takes to produce that content. With any amount of luck and careful planning, content can even be a profit-generating stream for your school. Businesses would want to be a part of this sort of thing for the same reason they pay to have a banner on the fence of the baseball or football field. Businesses are always looking for ways to get new customers, right? And it's a bonus if there are no other competitors next to their name. At the end of the day, if you have an audience that a company wants to get in front of, they'll pay some amount of money for that access. Now, those businesses could be local services like mechanics, restaurants, lawyers, stores in general, or companies that serve a particular audience like parents or homeowners. Uh, you can think like parenting apps, uh, food services like HelloFresh, furniture companies, uh, businesses like these. I think presenting a publication in this light might help you get the approval that you need to get something like this started. It's a lot easier for leadership to commit to something such a long-term play as a publication if there is a way to make money from it and or at least cover the costs to keep it going. When we think of a school publication, we tend to inherently think of it as a tool to get out information about our school mainly for their current students. When we think of a school publication, we tend to inherently think of it as a tool to get out information about our school mainly for our current students. I think this makes a great use case for the platform. Um, it's a much more appealing way to get out school news and updates than handing out um, handouts <laughs> or emails, and that means more people are going to read them and hear the information that you're trying to get across. Now, this type of content tends to be 80% or 90% promotional, uh, which means it makes the case that your school is the right place to be. I like publications for this use. Uh, I think it brings something unique to the table, builds a stronger connection and sense of school pride with your current families, so I think it's good. But I think there is another way to go about using publications both for student retention and for getting new student enrollments. I think we need to flip the content themes on their head and fill the publications with 80% helpful, valuable, and useful information and only 20% of it as promotional. So I'd like you to imagine that you're the parent of a student enrolled in your school and every quarter you get a magazine that informs you about the current struggles that students are facing, how to recognize and handle those challenges, how to better connect with your kids, how to build strong family bonds, um, apps and trends that students are using, maybe your school's unique point of view on education, 
your staff's point of view on their respective fields, things like these. As the parent of that student, do you think you would feel more comfortable that your kid is enrolled there? Do you think you would feel like the place where your kid spends 30% of their day, at least, is a place that is equipped to develop them in a greater way? Do you think it might make you a bit more comfortable with the cost of tuition? That maybe it might make you a little less likely to seek out other schools to transfer them to? I think that it would. Now, imagine a parent who knows nothing about your school reading your magazine just one time. Do you think all of those reasons above would also make it more likely that they would consider your school for their kids' education? Now, what if they read your magazine a few times, right? What if they read your magazine consistently for years? Every issue further deepens the connection that they have and further drives them to choose your school when the time is right. That's how it works. By shifting the content of your publication, you can go from a news bulletin to creating a dual-purpose student retention and enrollment program. The best example that I've seen of this is the magazine from Roland Hall that won gold in the writing category in the 2022 Brilliance Awards. Uh, This is the type of content that I would like to see more schools include within their quarterly or bi-yearly publications. The link to that is in the show notes. It's no easy feat to produce a publication on a regular basis. As we talked about, it's a resource-heavy marketing strategy that will be tough to even get approval for. But I think the challenges that come along with it are the very thing that makes it such a powerful platform. People know that it's tough and that makes it more effective. If you are like majority of the schools that don't have a magazine, my challenge to you is to start the process of pitching a publication for your school. If you do have a magazine already, then I challenge you to find a way to turn it from a marketing expense into a profit center through sponsorship and to see if there is an opportunity to double down by tweaking the content that you create to appeal to prospective families and or to build deeper relationships with your current families. Thank you guys for listening. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn so we can talk more about this topic. Just send me a message there. I'd love to continue the conversation with you. Until next time, I've been Nick, and I'll see you next week. 